Well, I always say people confuse easy and simple. The path is simple. The three things are simple. The road to do it is simple. Pulling it off is not always easy. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I'm here with my main man, Dave Sabulich. We got another episode of Whiskey Wednesday. You guys have been awesome. You guys have been sending us in a lot of topics that you'd like to hear us cover. You've been sending us in some questions that we can answer, and so we are going to get right at it. We always cover something that's going on in our lives personally, share some fun things that are going on and happening, topics that you guys have asked for, What one of them that came up today that we'll talk about, and then we're going to talk about something that's trending and applicable in the short-term rental game and then answer a couple of questions at the end of every episode. So Dave always has all of our questions written down and topics that we're going to discuss <laughs> and cover. He's always come so prepared. I always appreciate it. So we're going to roll with it, Dave. What hey, do we got I, today? Well, I was just thinking too, we're going to keep this for another episode, but we're going to, let's talk about nicknames. You know, you know I'm sure <laughs> you right. got a nickname. Uh, I, I'm all sure right. I've been known to have all a right. we just, we just right, right before we start rolling, yeah. <laughs> old, old Davey yeah. boy had okay. his nickname we'll, put out. We'll, all right. We'll talk about that another episode but for okay. today let's talk about um, as many people some people know uh, probably not many people but you have an amazing uh, family Teresa your wife and, and Wyatt and Grace are, are amazing kids or they're, they're uh, twins 12 year old twins Teresa homeschools them so yeah. I think let's talk about that a little bit what are the uh, you know what are the goods bads and challenges and, and great things of homeschooling I, I think there's some you know some of both probably but I think that's kind of a fun topic it gets yeah. to know you and Teresa yeah. a little bit better and yeah. so forth well yeah we'll, we'll dive into that we had somebody ask us a little bit about that and yeah. so maybe people know maybe they don't know but yeah we've homeschooled our kids really from the very beginning you know it's starting to become a lot more popular yeah. now than it was Teresa was the most popular person in the world <laughs> right when COVID hit <laughs> exactly. because we were homeschooling and had right. been homeschooling for a right. long time and you know it was interesting we started off um, our kids started off in, in school we didn't really have the intent of homeschooling back when they started but we moved to a smaller town right when they were in first grade we moved to a really small community outside of where we're at you know, we're not that far outside of where we're at, but it's a smaller, um, right. a smaller community, smaller school district, not a lot of money in the school district, and they just didn't have a lot of resources. And we didn't, we weren't happy with some of the things that resource-wise that they had right. access to. Mm -hmm. And so when they were in first grade, we decided to pull them out and start homeschooling them. Uh, like I throw myself <laughs> yeah. into that. It's, it's not me. It's not we. It's Teresa. Yeah. Um, really handles that. And it's been, it's been an amazing journey, actually. Yeah. You know, I think it takes somebody like a Teresa who Absolutely. is you know yep. she loves it she's right? super committed yeah she loves spending time with them yeah and and, and i mean she never gets bored i'm sure i'm sure there's challenges and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff but she does an amazing job and loves to spend time with them yeah so and, and it's really fun our kids i mean the the biggest benefit i see is we realize there's a lot of time that kids waste in school mm -hmm. right at first they were taking the the school criteria that the kids have like in you know right. their their curriculum and they were rolling through that curriculum in By I mean an time. hour or two a day <laughs> yeah. at most yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy to say that but yeah. But it was, and it's not, it's because they have, they have focused attention on something right. and they can get through it. And so yeah. one, Teresa's not the, not the homeschooling mom that allows them to just go, kind of go play, you know, right. the rest of the day's not recess, if yeah. you will, right? Yeah. They're yeah. going to, they have a very regimented curriculum that they follow, you know, very strict schedule that they follow, but it allowed them to get into a lot of other things right. and exposed yeah. to a yeah. lot of other things. You know, when, yeah. when I was going to school, you had time for sports, yeah. you know, you went to school. And you had time for sports afterwards or if you went to school you had time for theater or you had time for music or right. whatever you were into you couldn't get involved in a whole bunch of different things 
Well, my kids are able to do a lot of different things and they're exposed to the arts. They're exposed right. to sciences. They're exposed to sports. You know, they do and they're able to spend a lot of extra time and individual time right. on the things that they're interested in in addition to all of the school, right, right? right? And so so for us, we started to realize how much faster they can and how much more things they can be exposed to, which for kids, it's great because they can try things. They get to see what, they, what they're what they good at, what they're yeah. interested in, you know, where they excel, where they where they struggle or where, where they have challenges. And you immediately see it and Teresa is able to dive into it, especially challenge-wise. If one of them's struggling with spelling or with math or whatever else, immediately, you, you know immediately, you, you get immediate that. feedback. Back. And so Target you can correct it. Yeah. it. Absolutely. And so yeah. they don't sit lost. And, you know, the one of the things that we hear and, and I still hear all the time is, well, don't you worry about the social aspect? Mm-hmm. You know, not uh, I mean, all this with all due respect to anybody who has kids in public schools, but their social as- social skills that they learn in public schools is not the social skills you want them to have right. throughout life, yeah. especially yeah. nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing how like we limit, like they, my kids, when they talk to adults, they're used to talking to adults and they're used to talking to different groups of kids, you know, through their sports programs and through, you know, their different art classes right. and their music classes yeah. and everything else. And they yeah. have these different groups that they're around. So they're exposed to so many different people. Socially, I feel like they're, you know, four yeah. or five steps ahead of right. a lot of kids kids that have to right. sit in a classroom all day long with the same group of 30 kids. Right. And, it, and it's interesting, you know, especially, you know, nowadays with social media and phones and yeah. everything else, you go around and you look at most kids, they don't even talk to each other anymore. They don't right. communicate. So socially, I actually believe a lot of kids that are homeschooled actually have probably a leg or two up socially. Right. It, and that's just my opinion, yeah, right? No, and not, that, not that that's, yeah. not that that's, but I, right. but it seems to be when I get feedback about homeschooling, they're like, oh, don't you worry about them socially? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they still play on sports teams with the kids that they go to school yeah. with. So, yeah. you know, in, in the neighborhood and the kids that they would be exposed right. to, you know, but then they have all, and you know, they have all these other groups that they're right. involved in. Yeah outside of our little community that they would that they would be exposed to right. if they went to school there. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I do love about that is Teresa does a really good job of planning an activity, almost like a field right. trip. I mean, you, you know, as a kid, you used to love field trips. You've got yeah. one or two a year or maybe three, I don't know, but you know, every week they're doing, they're going to the aquarium or they're going to the zoo yeah. or they're going to here or they're going to there. I, I think that's, that's really cool. That's real world experience right. that they're you know, getting involved in, and, and I think, and it's fun too. You know, yeah. you're spending time with their mom and their sister, brother. So I yeah. think it's good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, really fun. And we're we bring in like right like now. The only thing I just started contributing to with their homeschooling was kind of teaching them about business, right? Yeah, right. Like they're getting exposed to having to do business plans and mm-hmm. presentations and yeah. looking at properties, investments. You know, and and they go through our Vodacy course. I mean, yeah. we got. You know, they're they're going through the same course that people pay us to teach them how to invest right. in. So they get exposed to different things and we'll bring in other experts, especially as they get a little bit older and they get more interested in in really diving into something more specific that Teresa and I, it's not in our wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have the ability now to bring in somebody else that they can get talk to them, yeah, learn and, from and so forth. And learn yeah. from. And it, and it's really been a fun process. We we thought they would probably go back by the time they were in middle school, high school. Yeah. I don't know if they will because yeah. they can still play the sports. They can right. still go to the dances. They can still do all the extracurricular stuff because they have that group of you know that that yeah. that group of friends that they hang out with. But then they also get invited and exposed to all these, all other, these things. other things. And so yeah. you know we're you know we're big fans. Yeah. We we love yeah. homeschooling. And now 
you have to take it serious. It's not for yeah, everybody. Like for I said, no, the, the amount sure. of time that Teresa spends on it yeah. is, I mean, it's a full-time job, yeah. right? And yeah. so it takes a lot of commitment from, you know, the parent side to be able to homeschool and yeah. do it correctly and yeah. right as well. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. hey, we're gonna, it's recess it's all day long. No. Yeah, it's not recess, no. yeah. Uh, homeschooling 101, according to Sean Moore. Yeah. I like that, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there you I go. think that's good, I, I appreciate yeah. that, so. Well, good, well, we'll let's talk about a uh, short-term rental uh, topic. So you and okay. I had the opportunity this past weekend uh, <clears throat> to go and speak in uh, Ooh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. Georgia. We were in Atlanta this weekend, uh, just for a quick in and out trip um, to speak to some property managers. Yep. and. Uh, uh, Sean did an amazing job. Um, I was I was more there to support and kind of be the the IT guy, but um, Sean did an amazing <laughs> job speaking to these property managers. And the one thing that inevitably came up in discussion by many of them was about the market shift or the market trending changes. And I thought it was interesting because I think most of us feel like, okay, all property managers understand the market. Mm -hmm. All property managers understand how to play at the top of the market. But there were a lot of property managers that really didn't understand how to make sure that they work with their owners to get to the top of the market. And that could be through the experience, through photos and things like that. So I, I know you and I quickly talked about that, but I, yeah. I think you felt the same way with, with that. Yeah, it was it was really interesting going into it, talking to, and these were amazing property managers yeah. and they're doing you know, everything that they can to, you know, to learn and get better and continue to raise the bar in this industry, which is great. You yeah. know, when, as an investor, you know, that's where I went with, they asked us to come talk to him from the point of view of a property owner right. investor. And because as an investor, that's my most important relationship is with a property manager. Yeah. What was really interesting to me was how few of them at the end of the day, really understood how to maximize a portfolio. Right. And it came down to how long they'd been in business. And the, the reality is most people in the short-term rental game have been in the game for only a couple years, right? There was a there was a group of, you yeah. know, the, there was about 400 of them there. And I, yeah, and then we, we, we had this breakout session and there were 70 people in there. I said, raise your hand if you've been in the game since before COVID. There was three people that raised their hand yeah. out of 70. And, and that was really telling. And I think that's the reason why yep. people are struggling a little bit with this shift sitting here saying well what's you know this game has completely changed which it has it, 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 in a, in the sense that the market has shifted mm -hmm. and the market has changed but the game hasn't changed in at all in the sense of what you really had to do to succeed right the reality is the last couple years you didn't have to dial in all of the pieces to succeed right you could succeed only having one or two pieces right. dialed in you yeah. know the, that supply and demand gap was so wide just having a property allowed you to make money in this game right. this is a mature market at this stage so i've always said you have to dial in three things when you're if you want to succeed in the short-term real game and that is one you got to get the right property in the right area most people dial that in Right? For right. the most part, people usually have good properties in good areas. And the last two or three years, that's all you needed. Right. Because if you had a good property, the demand was so high, then that supply was, was so underserved that they were your property rented. Yeah. It really didn't matter. As long as you had a property, it rented. Mm -hmm. And then the final two phases though, a lot of people are still not picking up and still ignoring and forgetting about and thinking, okay, now that this that this market has shifted, what can I do to change? And they all say, the markets are too saturated, right. I can't succeed. That's not true. Money, More money continues to be spent every single day. You'll be hard pressed to find a market across the US that just doesn't have more and more money being poured into it, right? right? And so that second phase is 
buying that property and then creating that unique experience for a target audience. Most people don't do that. They still think that they're selling their property, right? right? The right. property is not the product. Yeah. The experience is the product. Yeah. So you have to dial in a unique experience for a target audience and then have management in place to deliver that to your guests efficiently. Right. And so that's, that's phase number two. Then phase number three is being able to take that great property, take that great experience and be able to have the marketing assets in place so that you can go online and attract your target audience and stand out in, in these crowded markets. You have to be able to articulate what you have through these amazing photo shoots. We always call these photo shoots lifestyle photo shoots. And so well, I always say people confuse easy and simple. The path is simple. The three things are simple. The road to do it is simple. Pulling it off is not always easy. Yeah. And so people think simple and easy are the same thing. They're not. Simple is simple. Easy is not. It doesn't mean it's easy. And because it's not easy, people ignore it. And then instead of looking in the mirror and saying, what can I do to go do those hard things that have to have to happen on the front end to make it easy down the line, they look and say, well, the market has changed. Right. And so- Market it, shifted. Yeah, yeah the, this market shift is, is real, but it's not going away. Right. The, and the market shifting had nothing to do with demand falling. Go look at the numbers, go run the numbers. The demand, which means the money being spent in the market continues to go up. It goes, and it continues to break records. It continues to exceed expectations. We're at the end of 2023, going into the fourth quarter of 2023 right now. And leading into 2023, people were like, oh man, you know, we think the demand might fall, but we think it's going to be right. maybe a 5% gain. All of a sudden we see quarter one, it's a 12% gain year over year. And, and it just continues to set records. Demand is there. You have to figure out how to get your unfair share of that demand. The only shift is that supply has caught up with demand. Right. And so that's always going to be there in a mature marketplace like we have with short-term rentals now. It's an interesting topic because we're talking to professionals in the game, not right. just property right. owners. We talk to property owners all the time. They have the same questions. Yeah. And what did I tell you when we were in Atlanta? I said, listen, it's really interesting, Dave. These property owners or these property managers who are professionals in the game, they haven't been in the game long enough either to realize... Not the experience. How, exp how important yeah. all three phases are. Right. And you can't just dial in phase one anymore. You have to dial in all three phases. Mm -hmm. It's a very relevant topic right now, really important for people to understand, but also the opportunity is crazy good right now. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity yeah. for us in the short-term rental market is, is something that I haven't seen since I've been in the game yeah. because the demand is so, there's so much money out there being spent. We were just in the airport. So I know. I was I, just and we've been gonna, traveling all, uh, yeah. I mean, this whole month, we've been right. on the road, it's like 25 days in the month, we've yeah. been on the road, 19 of them. The airports are nuts. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the people saying that people aren't traveling anymore has have not been to an airport and they haven't <laughs> right. been going, they haven't right. looked at the numbers right. of, the, of the dollars being spent in our yeah world and the in the hotel the world everything yes. else money is being spent there and there's a lot of people that are sitting on the sidelines saying the glass is half half empty and they're looking at all the reasons why it's not working for them that's okay let them have those conversations yeah. doesn't matter how much we talk about this we could tell everybody exactly what we wanted to like scream from the rooftops how great this opportunity is what we're doing why we're buying how we're maximizing and you'll have one to two percent of them that will actually right. take action and do anything yeah. and so and i know that we're we're preaching the choir our listeners you know getting in this game but there's a lot of our listeners even that are that question 
is now the right time? And that I think is the, you know, that, that when we came away from that property management convention with the, you know, the, the questions that we got and the feedback that we were getting, I mean, what are you supposed to do and believe as a property owner? If you talk to the property manager that you're hoping to help you maximize your asset and they're, and they're, and they're wondering what to do. Yeah. They're concerned. And so it's, 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 you gotta have confidence in what they're, what they're doing for you as a property manager. And if they don't, then, you know, you probably ought to, you know, keep looking or, or make sure that they do understand that. Right. So, and it, it's interesting, like we've talked about before, we don't need to get into this, but that property I bought in Cherry Log last year, everybody said last year, I was, I was on a podcast and somebody said, oh, you can't go into a major market. Blue Ridge dead. You know, that, that market right. is so oversaturated. You can't go in there anymore. Prices are too high. The market's too saturated. Interest rates have gone up too much. And what did we, what I came yeah. back to the office and said, I'm going to buy a property there. We're going to do a, a start out. to yep. finish case study. If it works, and we can prove it out. If it doesn't work, then you know we, we, you we missed. Nice place that you right. I got a nice place. But but basically, what I said, <laughs> I said that it was gonna I'm going to put my right. money where my mouth is, yep. and we're going to do this. Well, we're we're a year, almost a year later from when we launched, and we're going to be the number one property in the in that market as a three bedroom, and we're going to set a high water mark that nobody's yeah. ever set before as yeah. far as revenue goes. It's because we dialed that stuff in, and we just did it. We did it open, and we did this whole case study. It's I mean, people we've given an access to it all year long of exactly what we're doing, and showing. It over and over right. and over again, and because and people are like, why are you doing that? You're somebody else is going to come knock it off, and somebody else is going to come do right. that. I'm like, no, it's not. You're raising the bar in the market, yeah. and we did that just to show a tangible case study of here's a property brand new. We redid it. We applied the process and now it's the number one property in the market. When everybody said it's an oversaturated, right, right. you can't make money, blah, 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 blah. It's not that the numbers don't support those claims. Well, and I love, like you just briefly mentioned, but I love you did a training on that for all of our members and you took it from start to finish exactly what you did, mm-hmm. how much you bought it for, how, what you put in, the process of going through the furnishings and the photos and the time and, you know, and, and initially I think people were like, wow, that's a little overwhelming, but look what it's paid in dividends mm-hmm. over this last year. So your investment in that is is by far outweighed, the profits yeah. have outweighed the, the you know, the initial investment that you put in. And so. I want to, I want to hit on the overwhelming part because even then, even you told me, you, you said, Sean, yeah. we got to take the, this can't be the first thing right. people see. Right. They're going to walk into it and think I can't do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Simple process, simple steps, yeah. easy, not so easy right? because you have right. to follow the process exactly. and do it. You yeah. have to implement. Implementation yeah. is not always easy. Yeah. It's not complicated. Right. It's right. simple. Just follow the process. Yeah. And, and keep your eye on the prize, follow the blueprint. It's absolutely, absolutely. yeah, that's good. Well, good. Well, let's get to a couple questions. So this is, this will be kind of a, you know, this will be kind of fun. Uh, can you guys, can you guys give me this, by the way, is from Paul. Can you guys give me some amenities for short-term rentals mm. that guests really want? You know, maybe, maybe something that they're like, wow, I, I choose to stay at that short-term rental because yeah. it has this or this or this. Right. You know, that's really, it's good. And, and I love this, Paul, because amenities we always think of, and, and they are truly like hot tubs, you know, game yeah. rooms, yeah. you know, all those different things you think of it in terms of experience 
rather than amenities. Right. And amenities that are very popular, for example, you know, you go to a mountain ski town, you need a hot tub, right? right? It's an right. amenity that's gonna help you raise the bar. Yep. But where you, it, what I really like think, and I hope you're asking is, what are some of those extra things that right. I can do that not everybody's doing, yep. that I can really, that I can really kind of raise the bar and attract those, the target audience I'm looking for. And that's where we really talk about creating that unique experience for a target audience. Mm -hmm. And those amenities are gonna vary depending on who that target audience is. Right. What are they coming in to do? And how are you gonna add to that? Maybe it is, you know, one thing that's really popular across the board, doesn't matter who your target audience is, when we go on vacation, we love outdoor space, right? right? We love outdoor yep. living, right? Patios, so, barbecues. Patios, barbecues, yeah, anything you can stuff. do Fireplaces. outside and really have this have this fun outside experience yeah. because we're just kind of lounging and chilling out, especially at the end of the day. What are some of the things that they can come in? We have a one of our members that has a, he targets um, adventure seekers in kind of this mountain town. He's got a rock climbing wall in one of his rooms mm. and so he puts that in because that's who he's targeting. He's right. targeting those right. people coming in. So yeah. he has this rock climbing wall as an amenity for his property. Yeah. Adding, you know, the, the electric bikes is a is a common amenity for, for people that are that's coming to mind. One of the amenities, and I don't know if this is an amenity as much as his furnishings, but a lot of people ignore are mattresses. Yeah. One of the right. one of the number one things you can invest in is an amazing mattress yes, for a great night's sleep yeah. so that your guests are like, man, this was this yeah. was awesome. Yeah. That's an amenity that you're not that you're gonna get a lot of really good reviews over but sometimes it's hard to attract new yes. customers with yeah. that if you will you know putting greens some yeah. of those things are really popular to have um yeah. on, on the outside of a house you know because they're fairly inexpensive to put in they look nice and they're easy to keep like looking nice right it's not like watering yeah. grass and sometimes it doesn't look it look great all the time but you know the putting greens are something fun um are there any that are coming to your you mind know, those are the, the ones one, that are coming to the mind one right? thing that um that i think a lot of some property managers are starting to do but a you know a full service concierge yeah uh side of it is yeah. you know being able to have a one call you know where they can get a golf reservation they can yeah. get a restaurant they can they can get in yeah. in you know uh, property dining you know they can rent bikes they can have a wine and cheese plate delivered you know some of that kind of stuff yeah. is super important and there are companies out there that do that depending on your property manager they may also have some of that but I think that's an additional amenity that's super important that's a, a really good love. point and yeah. a really good amenity is being able to have that concierge yeah. service yeah. at your property and and I've done a couple podcasts with this We've had a couple guests right. on the podcast that run companies that have that 24-7 concierge. Yeah, to book massages right. at the property, mm -hmm. to have a fully stocked fridge when you show yep. up. Yep. You know, book different different trips. You've, you've really got your kind of your vacation planner at your fingertips, but also to be able to get some of those things stocked at the property. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a really fun, kind of gives that five-star experience yep. for your guests. Don't just buy a property and sell the property. Sell the experience. Yes. Yeah, sell the amenities. That. When people are clicking through and they're looking at different properties, make them want to stay at your property because that's the experience yep. they want to have. Absolutely. They want to make it easier. They want to make it amazing. And, and they want to have that experience that you're trying to promote. So And make it very specific to your target audience, yes. right? Yep. You have to have a, a, a unique experience right. and that always, I always say, it, and it goes for a target audience. People think I want to be everything to everybody. You're not going to be a top property by being right. everything to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out who your target audience is and then develop your experience and your amenities based around that. Yeah, good. Last question today from Tiffany. What is your favorite place to vacation? Ooh, Tiffany. 
I like that question. Yeah. Um, kind of easy. Easy one today, you know? That's not easy shot. for me. I like I like different areas I mean, for so many different have, reasons. It, you, uh, you can have two today if yeah. you want. My favorite areas, my favorite type of areas, Tiffany, are kind of the off the beaten path. I'm not a huge, I don't like the like the big time like Destin's, Orlando's, those, those yeah. areas. I go there, I enjoy them. My favorite areas though are usually around state and national parks. They're kind of those backyard resort communities. Right. I love water, I love rivers, you know, and so anywhere that we can kind of be in the mountains around water and rivers yeah. away from People. people yeah <laughs> i mean i like i like to just kind of be away yeah. and off and so those are my favorite areas That's by good. far yeah. not not the big time vacation areas yeah. um you know it's but all of them have you know there's a, like i i think back like we just got you know went to london and went to scotland this right. year and we go to hawaii we go to the destin with the family and it was they're all fun right, right? right. but if i have my perfect spot to go it's going to be off the beaten path up in the mountains can, yeah, yeah. On, a, on a fly fishing yeah. river and yeah. and just you know hanging out where there's not a lot of people yeah good yeah good, what about good. you what's your favorite area? um i've traveled a lot i've had the ability and and the blessing to travel a lot i'm a beach and tropical guy i like i like to be able to go spend time in the in the sun but probably the number one would be we do a annual family trip to lake powell and we spend time on the water the whole week and we get away from social media we get away from phones we we just spend time as a family and, and kid and my kids do things there that they that kids used to do 20 and 30 years ago you know they play and they have fun and they they don't rely on uh, uh social media stuff they, they hang out with each other and with the family so that, that's a great trip for us nice. it's it's a family fun amazing trip and yeah. we ask them where would you want to go hawaii or mexico or here or wherever and they always say like that so that means we've had a good time together as a family so awesome yep good well and tiffany tiffany didn't tell us her favorite plot no she, she, she didn't. Asked, all right tiffany you have to post, you have to post, post something on there you, you got some homework you better tell us where yeah. your, your favorite spot so, is. So, Well, that's that's it for today, buddy. Good okay. job. That's All right. Fine. We'll we'll wrap it up. You guys know that you had three things of homework because Tiffany has to now give us her favorite spot that she likes to vacation. And why don't you post, if you're listening, your favorite spot to vacation. It's kind of fun to hear yeah. what everybody's doing. And then if you had any fun with this episode, if you got any value out of it, you think somebody else would have fun with it, give us a review, share it with somebody you know. If you got more than 30 seconds, those reviews really do help us. And so rate the show. Give us a thumbs up and uh, it helps us really grow and spread the message here at what we're trying to do at Odyssey and what we're talking about with the short-term rental world. And the last thing and the most important thing every single week is you know I leave you with one final challenge and that is to go pick one thing you can do today, start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers.